Welcome to the Business English Podcast, the best place for non-native professionals to learn how to communicate clearly and confidently. My name is Tanya Suarez, and in each episode, you're going to learn specific skills to develop your corporate communication, American pronunciation, and career strategy in order to build the life you deserve. Let's jump right in to part one. Today, we're going to talk about how to deal with an awkward situation. For example, when someone catches you off guard, which means by surprise at work, and they ask you for a favor or they ask you for a request, or maybe they want you to do something for them, it can be uncomfortable to say no. And a lot of times, People will say yes because of that discomfort. For non-native speakers, you might find yourself saying yes because you don't know how to say no politely. And I don't want that for you. I want you to feel confident in accepting what you can handle and declining politely what you can't handle or don't want to. I mean, we're all overworked at this point. And to be honest, this isn't just a language issue. Saying no is awkward even for a lot of native speakers, myself included. It has taken me a lot of confidence training for myself to be able to say no and set my boundaries. In fact, speaking of native languages, I want you to think about how you feel saying no in your native language. If this is something that you struggle with in that situation, I mean, you're probably going to struggle with it in English. So I want you to accept that this is as much a personality and a confidence issue as it is a language. Now I'm here to help you with both. Specifically today, I'm going to teach you 15 expressions because the best thing you can do is have a few expressions ready so that when you're in the moment, you'll know exactly what to say. Now, 15 is a lot, but I want you to have these to choose from. I really just want you to pick maybe one to three expressions that best suit your personality and are the most comfortable way for you to say no. And you're going to use those expressions every day and practice saying them out loud. Preferably, I recommend looking in the mirror or recording yourself because intonation and body language are just as important as your pronunciation. So I want you to focus on your delivery, how you say it. I want you to be polite, but I also want you to stand up straight have a loud voice and say it confidently. That way people know that that is your boundary and no means no. And now let's get to the good stuff. Here are 15 expressions you can use in conversations, but also in emails or texts, or if you're chatting in Slack or some other platform to decline a request at work. This is really important. If you're typing it, I want you to type the one that is the most like you would communicate or the one that is least likely to be misunderstood. So you want to be mindful of if you're chatting with a non-native speaker, maybe don't pick the ones that have idioms in it. And if you're talking to a native speaker, just the one that you feel expresses your polite decline clearly. Now, if you're using this in conversation, your tone is going to play a big part. So I want you to practice and use the intonation that I'm using. And then I'll show you some variations because, you know, sometimes we want to be polite. Sometimes we have to be a little more aggressive. Okay, so without further ado, the first example is, oh, I wish I could, but I'm swamped today. So swamped 
S-W-A-M-P-E-D. That's an expression that means I'm overwhelmed, I have too much going on. For the pronunciation, swamped. So the P goes straight into the D. I wish I could, but I'm swamped today. The next one. Oh, sorry, but I'm slammed and I can't right now. So I'm slammed, slammed. The M goes straight into the D sound. That means the same as swamped. I have too much going on. Now this one's important because I find that the contraction can't is very difficult for non-native speakers usually. So either over enunciate the T, it doesn't sound like native speakers would, but I'd rather clarity in that case, or shake your head left to right to make sure that the no is associated with the word. Or in this case, by pairing, sorry, I'm slammed, these are already negative with I can't right now, the context makes it clear. All right, the next one. Oh, I'm not taking any new projects at the moment. I'm not taking any new projects at the moment. Okay, that one you want to make sure that depending on what message you want to send, that your facial expressions match. I often like to pair something like that with the next one, but you can also use number four by itself. So thanks for thinking of me, but I can't. So thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for considering me. I love that one because it acknowledges appreciation and gratitude. It also kind of softens the blow, which means it makes it sound a little nicer. So thank you so much for thinking of me, but I can't. Or, oh, thanks for thinking of me, but I'm not taking on any new projects at the moment. So that one really pairs nicely with most of them. And the fifth one, oh, no thanks, I'm really busy. Okay, so this one's not good if your boss is trying to give you a project for work, but it is good if someone asks you, hey, we're all going out to lunch, do you want to come with us? Oh, no thanks, I'm really busy. All right, the next one. Unfortunately, now is not a good time. So unfortunately, now is not a good time. So notice when we start with that adverb, unfortunately, typically native speakers will, will kind of stay on it a little bit longer just for that emotion. Like, seriously? So unfortunately, now is not a good time. Now this one, you want to be careful. When you specify that now is not a good time, somebody who really just needs that favor might ask you for later. So if you know that this is a no, not now, not ever, maybe don't use the ones that say right now. All right. The next one, oh, sorry, but not this time. So this one's good, for example, again, like with the lunch example, or if someone says like, hey, we're going to happy hour after work. Oh, not this time. So that implies keep me in mind, maybe invite me next time. So, oh, sorry, but not this time. The next one, oh, sounds tempting, but I'll have to pass. Sounds tempting, but I'll have to pass. So I like that, the sounds tempting. Um, this one's obviously great with food, <laughs> but it's also good if maybe they want to bring you on to a certain group or just want to kind of include you in something that you don't want to say. It might actually sound tempting, so maybe it's something you're interested in. And even if not, it just kind of helps it sound a little nicer. But again, I always recommend pick the most genuine one, but this is also real life, so I want to make sure you have all the options. And the next one, I've got too much on my plate right now. I've got too much on my plate right now. So this one, this is what I was talking about before. For example, if you work in a very 
diverse company where people from different cultures, you want to be mindful that they might not be familiar with certain idiomatic expressions. So if you're talking to native speakers or you're comfortable with their level of English, then you can use swamped, slammed on my plate. If it's someone that you know maybe is not at that level, I'd recommend not using those expressions because they can be kind of confusing. Okay, but that being said, let's work on the intonation. So I've got too much on my plate right now. And the next one, I wish I could make it work, but now is not a good time. Oh, I wish I could make it work, but now is not a good time. So again, be careful when you do the now, right now ones, they might push you a little bit more like, okay, well, if not now, what about tomorrow? I don't want you to feel that because you said no right now, you have to say yes if they ask you for later. So just, you know, double down on your no, which means be firm and say, you know what? Actually, I can't. And just, it's okay to say no. All right, next one. Oh, if only I could, but I don't have enough time to add something else to my plate. So here we have the plate one again. So, oh, if only I could, but I don't have enough time to add something else to my plate. Okay, and the next one, the next one I love because I feel like you can use it for anything. Oh, I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> it's kind of direct, which is probably why I like it. Um, so make sure you infuse your personality and uh, politeness because if you, if you tend to speak a little bit robotically at this point, this one's going to come across as more severe than you mean it to. Like, I'd love to, but I can't. Um, maybe not the impression that you want. So this is where if you're not a very expressive person, sometimes using the more expressive phrases can help you be more personable. And if you choose the ones that are less, you want to be careful and really work on your intonation because it makes a big difference in how you're perceived, which can make a difference as well with, because honestly, I'm just thinking, look, we have, this is a, a tangent, but a side note, people who are personable are usually the ones that go up for promotions. It's not the people who work the best. This is, you know, statistically speaking. So I want you, yes, you know, hustle, do what you got to do, be 110% at work, but you have to work on your communication, be more personable, make sure people get to know you because that's the networking that you're going to need to get to the next level of your career. Okay. So back to this one, we have two more. Um, oh no, we have three more. So I'm not taking on anything else right now. This is similar to one from the beginning of the list, just a slightly different expression. So I'm not taking on, I'm not taking on anything else right now. And the second to last one, under different circumstances, I'd love to, but right now I can't. Under different circumstances, I'd love to, but right now I can't. Okay, so this can be used much like some of the other ones we talked about to kind of soften the blow, to make it sound a little nicer. It's also a good one to use strategically if you want to be considered later on. And I want you to be specific. So under different circumstances, I'd love to, but right now I can't. Maybe next month after I finish this project, you know, please call me back. I'd love to be involved. So if you want to make it clear that you genuinely mean not right now, I always recommend, you know, clarity. Clarity is, is key. Specify when it would be a good time. And if you're just doing it to be nice, specify nothing and walk away. <laughs> and the last one, it sounds like a great opportunity, but I'll have to pass. So I, the first thing that comes to mind here 
is if your managers or bosses say, hey, we need you to do the work of two people because we're losing, you know, employees, but we can't pay you more. Oh, you know what? That sounds like a great opportunity, but I'll have to pass. That's not going to go over well, but since this is a reality right now that companies are struggling to with retention and they're losing employees, they're also taking advantage of the people who do stay behind, I find, and overload them with work, but they don't compensate them accordingly. So I want you to be able to be strong, know your value, do what you got to do, but don't overdo it. And if they do want to keep putting stuff on, you keep saying no, or you discuss compensation. Make sure you're getting paid what your work is worth. For more business English resources, like articles, videos, courses, and one-to-one coaching with me, head over to tanyasuarez.com. Thank you.